the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. If you don't like it, just go to the mall. <laughs> just go to the mall. I mean... Who wants to go downtown anyway? It's expensive to park, a lot of hassle, a lot of trouble. I mean, what the heck? Just go to the mall. This is what we're trying to combat in Pittsburgh, what we've been trying to combat for the last 15 years. We want people to go downtown. No, no, no. The mayor says go to the mall instead. If you don't like it, go to a shopping mall. Okay, there's been a spate of trouble. I'm sure you've heard about this. Uh, Multiple stabbings in the cultural district in downtown Pittsburgh, at least four over the last month for various reasons. Overall panhandling. Right. Um, People don't feel safe. Now, many years ago, Carol Brown, decades ago, more than 25 years ago, Carol Brown was the major force in the cultural district renewal where they went in, they took old properties, they turned them around, they invited arts organizations to take root. Uh, they really revitalized the area around Heinz Hall. They built new theaters. I love it there. It's I fabulous. Love the whole, I love that whole five-block area. Lots of terrific restaurants to visit. But as in, and this is not unique to the city of Pittsburgh, as in a lot of other urban areas, there is panhandlers, there is violence, there is an element of danger of what it is to be in an urban area. That's just life, right? In the big city. In an interview with KDK, Mayor Bill Peduto said, quote, what you're seeing is an increase in homelessness, addiction, and a rapid increase in panhandling happening in every city around this nation because we lack any domestic policy to address those issues. Come she, on. She told, he told this to John Delano on Wednesday. Okay, let me say this. So this is a presidential problem. Okay. So that is not a statement that really makes sense. So we're having an increase in homelessness, addiction, and panhandling because we don't have a domestic policy that addresses the issue. No, no, no. That we might need a domestic policy, but the reason we have those things is something else altogether. It doesn't have to do with government. There's something happening in America that's causing people to turn to drugs, to become panhandlers. This whole thing that we're seeing in a bunch of cities, it's not because of the government that it's happening. No. It's because of personal issues. It's some kind of crisis that we should get together and talk about in a way that's not saying, okay, the reason it's happening is because somehow government's failed. But at the same time, when local government has done such a good job of trying to draw awareness to an arts and entertainment district, to draw people out of the suburbs into the city, and to invite people to live downtown more so than ever in the city of Pittsburgh, there's a problem when the mayor sort of shrugs his shoulders and goes, "Uh, not my problem, above my pay grade. The mayor says, why you see so many people downtown is because this is where the services are provided. This isn't the playground for the rich. Now, that's not what anybody's saying. 
So people who people who are complaining about not even complaining, people who are worried about the violence, fearful restaurant owners, shop owners who are annoyed with the bike lanes because they've taken away parking places from in front of their restaurants. Those people, it's unfair to label them as saying that they're rich snobs. (laughs) Playground for the rich. That tells you the mindset of the mayor. That he thinks all of a sudden it's a, a battle between the haves and the haves nots. Right, right. No, it's not. Right. We want people to be safe. Of course you Everybody do. wants to be safe. The panhandlers want to be safe, right? We all want to be safe. Right. So let's just assume with goodwill as we talk about this with, with each other that we all want to be safe. Right. That should be step one, right? right? That we wake up in the morning, we hope that as we go throughout our day, we're not in trouble. Right. And so wanting that when you go out on a Thursday night or a Tuesday night or a Saturday night in the cultural district does not mean that you are an elite snob of course not how many families go downtown on a regular basis i've taken my kids down there countless times look i mean i was an actor with the clo right the clo brings families downtown all the different touring shows that come through whether it's the public or the buy you name it there's a ton of theaters downtown right what we like to do in the summer is we like to take our kids and we like to start at the top of penn avenue up by like 10 penny and just hit places like go in and maybe we all share an appetizer at one place and we go into the next place and maybe we all get sodas and we have something we get dessert like we we go down the way right right? it's a fun thing we do then we go down to the river and we walk the whole allegheny down to the uh fountain and back so that that's a good three a three and a half hour evening that we could spend somewhere else but we decide to spend it downtown because we love it there right well earlier this week we talked about this multicultural night right which happens tonight in mar Market Square, where, you know, right. in the past there's been ethnic festivals, right? Right, Polish like the, festival, right, the Italian, Italian festival. Right. Now it's Bhutanese, Mexicans, right? Laos. Different people are going to gather this evening in downtown Pittsburgh for a unique experience that you're not going to get at Ross Park Mall or Monroeville Mall or South Hills Village. You're just not. So for the mayor, who's the head of the city, to say, you know, that's not really important for us. What's happening over in Market Square? You can find something better at Banana Republic right. at Ross Park Mall. see, that's not what he's saying. He's not – he is saying you're going to find something better downtown, but you should be willing to put up with all the rest of it because downtown is so awesome. That's where he's gone wrong. I agree. That's where he has gone wrong. He says uh, deploying more police even on horseback, he said, is something that he's happy to do. Downtown business leaders say that that's welcomed and hopefully not just a short-term plan. John Delano then asked him, how do you measure success in dealing with crime downtown? And the mayor said, you do it by facts, not innuendo. You do it by looking at statistics. You do it by looking at businesses to see if they're succeeding, and you do it by looking at crime trends, and you realize there will be cycles. What? Sometimes, what was, what, sometimes crime spikes, sometimes it doesn't? Okay, yeah, right. sure, yeah, Okay, yeah. but see, that's not what people want to hear from the mayor. No. I, I get I what he's saying. He was injured in a cycle of he's, violence? He really, yeah, he really... He really messed up his attitude, I think, in the whole thing. And that's what's bleeding through is the fact that he's angry that people don't are, are concerned about panhandlers because somehow he sees that as some kind of elite perspective on involvement in the city. Right. And I, I think that's wrong. He uh, he defended the constitutional right of anyone to ask someone on downtown streets for money. Quote, you will see poor people. You will see minorities. You will see people asking for help downtown, Peduto said. If you don't expect to see it, go to a mall. That's not the, that's not the point. The point is public safety. That's all. 
I mean, you know, so for light up night this year, is the slogan going to be come downtown, the playground of the rich and maybe you too? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Right. Plus, you know what? He's got to keep the downtown businesses on his side. Yeah, I would hope so. You know, he's got to keep these people who are generating, who are who are part of this income generating engine. He's got to keep them going. He's got to do some things other than, you know, bike lanes and telling people to go to the mall because that's working against the interests of those who are trying to keep that corridor open. Yep. Look. Correct. You work downtown. I work downtown. Right. You remember when downtown was Oh, vibrant, my gosh. Yeah, of course. Right? It was electric. And I remember when it was scary. Of course you do, which was not that long ago. Now there's been a turnaround. Right. So, so let's this what? Keep, this is a trend right, now? Right. So it doesn't have to involve cruelty. It doesn't have to involve marginalization. Elitism. Right. We have to get together and talk about something to w- with people from different perspectives where, where he's not going into it already deciding that anyone who's opposing him is some type of what? You know, far right, you know, Republican highbrow. Right. Looking for trouble. Anyway, Mayor Peduto, you know, words matter. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I almost forgot. Yeah. I mean, for heaven's sake, you guys, your weekend's begun. Yay. Fabulous. Okay, so it's 13 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour. Happy Friday afternoon to you. The weekend has begun. Truly, all is right and well in this corner of the world. We're going to take a break, come back. Listen, as the weekend's underway, we're going to talk to Richard Mao, just back from China. What's happening with China and how they treat Christians? Stick around for that. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New music. New music from I Am They. No impossible with you. There is no impossible with you. Fighting for me from Riley Clemens. You will never stop fighting for me. And Rescue Story from Zach Williams. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Nello Construction. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college. One that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith. And that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and the content and perspective of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 14th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 14th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Now's the time to travel and be with the people you care about the most. 
And at Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn Express, we're helping you be there for less. Save at least 25% at thousands of hotels worldwide if you book by September 24th. You won't want this moment to pass you by. So book today at HolidayInn.com. Terms and conditions apply. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call today, 724-265-4100, or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. What's happening in China? Uh, Things have changed there so rapidly the government so brutal towards people of faith, Christians and Muslims, it's hard to really sort of understand exactly what's going on unless you've been there. Our next guest has just come back from a considerable time in China. Dr. Richard Mao was with us. Dr. Mao is an author, a traveler, a speaker. He is also um, professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, where he served as president for 20 years, written numerous books, including Adventures in Evangelical Civility, Uncommon Decency, Calvin in the Las Vegas Airport, and Smell of Sawdust. And Richard, friend, always happy to have you back with us. Thanks for coming hey, along good today. Good to be with you again. Thank you, sir. So, Richard, you just returned from China. It was your 25th trip there. And first of all, I love your commitment to travel that often to one place. Second of all, you have been there often enough and over a long enough period of time that you're able, I would think, to observe some trends. So give us your impression. What are things like there now? Yeah, you know, well, uh, let me tell you what it was like maybe about five years into when I, I, st- I first went in 1994. I go at least once a year uh, since then. And I was talking to a young government official, Communist Party member, who said to me that when he first began studying for government service, it was a communist university, uh, the official word was religion's a bad thing, we got to get rid of it. He said then when he first started working, in government, they said, we can't get rid of it. We've got to tolerate it. And he said, now, and this is back in the 90s, he said, now we see uh, we we need to partner with religion in order to promote the harmony of society. And that word harmony is a very Confucian-laden term. And so there were some good years. Uh, The State Administration for Religious Affairs had four approved religions, Christianity, that was Protestantism, and Catholicism was listed as another religion, and Buddhism and Taoism, and then uh, also Islam. And um, they, uh, you know, they, they regulated it, but uh, people were pretty free to do what they, they wanted to do in local churches, including, uh, well, especially the three self-churches, which people often refer to as being controlled by the government. But they had a lot of freedom, but things have gotten really bad lately. So what's happened, Richard? Is it the, the rise of power in President Xi and his his desire to turn himself into sort of an iconic figure like Mao? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, about four years ago, I talked to, I actually know some of the people in, in the government, uh, younger folks, and I talked to them. And they shared with me that there was a real concern, a growing concern about Islam in China. 
the Muslim community has always been very well-behaved and cooperative, and they did their thing. But, you know, uh, with the new wells in China, and this is true of Christians, uh, they, they send their kids to high school here in the United States and other places. Well, the Muslims, the newly rich Chinese Muslims, were sending their kids to uh, Pakistan to high school. And these teenagers would come back radicalized. Mm. And they would find ways to, to get around the firewalls and the, and the, the Internet and, and uh, you know, listen to all this radical stuff. So the government, I, I would say about five years ago, started to get panicky about this. Uh, and they started to, and they even quietly told some church leaders, that I've talked to about it, that uh, uh, we have to be even-handed, so we're going to be a little rougher on you folks. But in the last two years, it's just completely different. And I think part of it is a desire to control President Xi, but I think also it's a fear of chaos. Mm -hmm. You know, the market system has created a a generation of young people wearing Justin Bieber t-shirts who are uh, real consumerist. (laughs) And and then with Islam and the the growth of Christianity, I think there's a Part of it is a fear, and of course that also comes out in a desire to control, but a fear that this is something that could easily get out of hand for a communist government. Right. Now, I read recently, I think it was last week, that uh, China was essentially building Muslim ghettos where they were imprisoning uh, imprisoning mass numbers of Muslim people um, as a first step of trying to control this radicalism. What do you know about that? It's been horrible, and, and... They've been like concentration camps, you know, but they, they, they apparently let up a little lately because they've been so criticized internationally. But the Muslim community in northwest China has been uh, really systematically persecuted, whereas my experience, I, I, I met with church leaders in Shanghai, and I also spoke at two seminaries in, in a week. And... Uh, Let me just give you one example. There's a huge church in uh, Harbin, which is in the northeastern China. Uh, This church is called the Hallelujah Church. It's a three-cell church. They have 11,000 members. They have a screen. They have praise bands. They have choirs. For 20 years, they have, on Sunday mornings, had Sunday school, even though that's been against the law. You're not allowed to proselytize anybody under 18 in China for any religion. But the government knew it, provincial government, the church leaders knew it, and they just did it. Look, kids came to the Sunday school. Uh, but they called it music lessons. <laughs> uh, and they, they taught kids to sing things like Jesus Loves Me, mm-hmm. and then would explain what it meant. You know, So it was music lessons. But last year, for the first time, the government said this is illegal, we're banning it, and now the police come regularly to make sure they're not doing that. Dr. Richard Mao with us, renowned author, widely traveled speaker, just returned from his 25th visit to China. We're talking about the church there. Uh, For those of us who have never traveled to China, talk about the church system. You mentioned that most people, and in my reading, it seems as if, you know, I would have thought that the three self-churches were the ones that were government-approved and government-controlled. That's not your experience? Uh, They're government-approved and regulated. They're certainly not controlled. I mean, nobody tells the pastor who preaches to 11,000 people on a Sunday, what he has to preach about. None of that. 
And uh, there are 21 seminaries in China, and recently the government has allowed for support for a larger number of students going to seminary. Uh, in many ways, things work. And, and okay, I'm speaking in a seminary, and I'm speaking through an interpreter. This is this is when I was there recently, and I, I used that as an example, hearing some people singing, "What a friend we have in Jesus." This is a three-cell seminary, about 300 students there. And the translator paused because he wasn't quite sure how to say the sentence that I had said. But I, I had mentioned what a friend we have in Jesus. In the pause, one of the students started singing what a friend we have in Jesus. And 300 voices joined in. Wow. And it was just beautiful, you know. And this is a three-self seminary. But there was a, a, a couple of young people with T-shirts saying in English, "Try Jesus." You know, uh, the, the 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 three self churches are are on the on the local level, very evangelical. They they sing Fanny Crosby hymns, "Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior," and you know, um, you know, Jesus paid it all. I mean, it's uh, there's not a distinction on the local level between registered and unregistered. So, Richard, what about uh, the Chinese government tearing churches down? I've seen photographs of bulldozers, you know, trampling churches, wholesale crosses being outlawed. That is a reality as well, isn't it? Yeah, there is, but it it differs from province to province. And uh, there's one in Hangzhou Hangzhou that uh, they had a huge cross up right by the highway. At the same time they plowed that down, they plowed down a bank because of a violation of zoning law. I'm not defending them, but I'm saying that, uh, you know, there's an industry in North America that wants to raise money to bring the gospel to China, and and they they often uh, exaggerate Mm -hmm. things. And and things are very bad, there's no question about that, but uh, there, there are places in China where the church is flourishing. That's really good news. Okay, so good news, bad news. Because when you think of the millions and millions of people, I mean, it is certainly ripe for evangelization to to imagine that if China rose up and they were all in for Christ, all those converts to Jesus, it would change the world. It really would. And, you know, some of my friends I talked to off the record just recently in China were saying, you know, we may be facing a period of new persecution, but the church will grow. And uh, uh, there's a real, uh, among so many Christians in China, there's a real commitment to the gospel. Mm. And, yeah. Richard, uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, as you travel and you're in China, what are you eating? (laughs) Well, I, you know, I, I like, I like. Coffee and uh, croissants in the morning. So <laughs> always stay in Western. There are a lot of really good Western style hotels. Yes. There's a lot of business uh, hotel things. But uh, so the rest of the day, we, we eat Chinese food. And uh, if I go, I go to Xi'an, which I, I did, which is a wonderful city, the the uh, the best food in Xi'an is uh, is uh, dumplings. And so yes. you know, that's good. It's fabulous. But, uh, when, when I first went to China, the, we, we had some really strange stuff, and we don't see it anymore, but we had duck bills, for example. Really? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
duck feet and duck bills. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't it, ask for the bill. Which I, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> and as a good guest, of course, you had to uh, eat along, did you not? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, Richard, uh, years ago, I, I was I was in China uh, uh, with a, a ministry uh, on September 11th, 2001. Ooh. Uh, and, of course, it was fascinating and heartbreaking at the same time. Um, one of the takeaways for me was the power of the uh, the, ho- the home church that yeah. we were shown several times. And whether it was um, imagined or not, there was a great sense of... Um, of uh, of danger and intrigue as we rose early morning and uh, went surreptitiously to a couple of different house churches, which, yeah. quite honestly, were some of the most beautiful, most intense worship services I'd ever been with in a room full of maybe eight or ten Christian believers and a few of us from the States. Isn't that amazing? It's wonderful. And and th- there are some wonderful house churches and independent churches, and they have been seriously persecuted, and uh, uh, we're hopeful that eventually, you know, that there will be more of an acceptance of that, because many of them just simply don't want to, you know, there's a whole long Christian tradition of not wanting to register with governments. Right. You had that, sure. you know, Billy Graham ran, ran into that in, in Russia. Right. He went and preached in a, a registered Baptist church, and there were Baptists who were protesting his visit, you know. Mm. Uh, but uh, yes, there, there, there are just some. It's a wonderful network. There's also some cultic stuff. You know, there, there have been house churches where the minister has claimed to be the reincarnation of Jesus. You know, really? so you get uh, where there isn't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of giving my pitch as a seminary president here, but <laughs> uh, where there isn't solid theological education, you often get a lot of heretical and, mm-hmm. and sectarian ideas. I too. bet you do, right? Okay, yeah. so then the good news is, though, that as you said earlier in our conversation, there are some quality Chinese seminaries. Yes, there are 21 registered, approved seminaries that you would go to and you would just love the people there. They, they're, they're, they, they just really love Jesus. There's no question about that. So your work and all those 25 visits clearly helping and producing fruit. Well, yeah, I mean, not not me personally, but certainly I've been a part of uh, some some really things that have really blessed my life, and I, I have a real heart for for China and for the Chinese Church so, Wonderful. and all of its manifestations. You know. <laughs> well, friend, thanks an awful lot. It's always a pleasure that you're with us. To, you give us a very unique insight into the world. Yeah, and get some Chinese food. Uh, it'll be different than you'll get in China. Yeah, I bet it is. I'm I bet sure. it's nothing like it. That's Dr. Yeah. Richard Mao, Professor of Faith and Public Life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, where he served as president for 20 years. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-580-1838, we're offering a free author's information kit to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our 
our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free author's information packet, call 800-580-1838. That's 800-580-1838. 800-580-1838. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber invites you to their 2019 Taste of Cranberry, Monday, September 23rd. Over 20 of your favorite local eateries and chains converge at the Pittsburgh North Marriott and Cranberry, offering unlimited samples from 5 to 8 p.m. Enjoy an evening of great food entertainment. The Kids Zone by Home Depot and prizes. Tickets are available now at pghnorthchamber.com. Don't miss A Taste of Cranberry, Monday, September 23rd at the Pittsburgh North Marriott and Cranberry. Visit pghnorthchamber.com. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at indeed.com slash hire. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 55. Tomorrow will be a fantastic start to the weekend with partly sunny conditions and a high of 74. Tomorrow night staying dry with a low of 56 and partly cloudy skies continuing. Then on Sunday starting off with some sun but turning cloudy as the day goes on. The high will be 73. Staying dry and pleasant on Monday but a few degrees warmer with a high of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Derek Witt. Well, it was all that I could do keep from crying Sometimes it seems so useless to remain But you don't have to call me darling Darling You never even call me by my Last week, the newspaper U.S. Today published what they considered the all-time greatest country songs. That song, by whom, Mike? David Allen Coe, You Never Call Me By My Name. It's a typical uh, favorite at a bar. And this song yeah. from Dolly Parton, check this out. One of the all-time greats? Of course. 
Country music to love that. No, that's just so good. The, the passion and so the energy good. are incredible, aren't they? Dolly Parton. Okay, what's your knowledge of country music? Very small. I really, I didn't grow up with country music. Um, I'm not really into it now. I mean, I have a couple. All right. Well, I know who that is. Sure. He's one of the most unique performers, I think, of all time. Johnny Cash. He's totally. Unique. Yeah, one of a kind. But you couldn't make it up. It was America at a certain time in an incubator of blues and country, and there was a rawness and a simplicity to it. And there was addiction, and there was heartbreak, heartbreak, and there was repentance, yep. and there was forgiveness, and there was despair. And family. Johnny Cash. What else you got, Mike? What's one of the uh, top country songs by USA Today? Who is it? It's the best thing that American Idol ever provided, yes. right? Amen. Amen. Carrie Underwood, Southbound. Very nice. Okay, so there's a big gulf between modern country and traditional country. Carrie Underwood, obviously, uh, the big star and uh, made a massive career from American Idol. What else is up? Well, it makes me think of people like Tim McGraw, who have been around for a good almost 20 years, Yeah, I bet, right? Live Like You Were Dying is a song that most people know. Um, Brad Paisley, who is not just a great singer, he's a great songwriter and an unbelievable guitar player. Um, so I love him. I, I love the Zac Brown Band. When I think of country music, as far as, yeah, I told you, I'm not a fan, so I'm not in this deep. I'm truly a surface listener when it comes to country music, but I love the Zac Brown Band. I love Colder Weather. That's one of my favorite really? songs of all time, let alone, you know, favorite country songs of all time. Now, when I but, listen to, you know, new country music, a lot of it doesn't sound like country music to me. Yeah, a lot of it no. sounds like pop music. Right, it is. And a lot of the men sound the same. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the old days, when you think about um, Bobby Gentry and Ode to Billy Joe, right? You know that song. No, I don't know you that know, song. You know, that's a fabulous uh-huh. song. Or Tom T. Hall, Old Dogs, Children, and Watermelon Wine. <laughs> How about uh, Hank Williams Jr. and Family Tradition? Or Willie Nelson with blue eyes crying in the rain. To me, for somehow, I picked those songs up. Okay, so how do you know those songs? I don't know. I just know there was a soundtrack that somehow culturally I was drawn to. Even though modern country music never appealed to me, there was a time, maybe three or four years, I listened to country music. Huh. Yeah. What about you, Mike? You have any investment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I only like country music only because of my sister. Because I grew up listening to rap because of my brother. And then my sister started listening to country music so much around the house where I just started to grow accustomed to it. I love it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love I love the old style. I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, I do like the new style, even though it sounds a little bit poppy. poppy. Um, but I do love I love Luke Bryan. I mean, he puts oh, on a great yeah. show. Well, wait, no. How about country music with pop and now rap? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Top in the charts. Right, yeah. Okay, what about Little Big Town? Sound. I love Little Big Town. Oh, yeah. I've, I have every one of their albums really? that I have listened to beginning to end over and over. I love those four people. I love Boondocks. I love Pontoon. Yeah. I love Little White Church. I could go on and on. I got to be honest, though. You hear all that country stuff. I mean, that stuff you're calling country. Mm-hmm. Nothing compares to something like Hank Williams. Well, yeah, but if you go to like Pontoon, pull that up, Mike, by Little Big Town. Pontoon definitely sounds like old-time country. Now, not every Little Big Town song sounds like that, yeah. for sure. But Oh, that sounds like country. Come on. That's pop. I don't think it is. Hold on. Back this hitch up into the water Untie all the cables and rope That could be Cheryl Crow. Step onto the no, it could be Cheryl yeah. Crow. Could be. Let's go. No, no. Yeah, I don't man. think so. That's one of my favorite country songs too, Kat. Who said anything about skiing? Aren't they awesome, the They're four great. of them? Oh my god. The blonde's poofy hair. I love her hair. Kimberly. Awesome hair, yeah. You can climb the ladder, just don't rock the boat while I Comes the best part. Wait, here we go, ready? might be new country, but to me, still country. I love it. Still good. All right. USA Today, what are the all-time greatest country songs? So find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Mike's put up a post. We want to hear your all-time favorite country song. Some of the tops that USA Today listed are there, but we want to hear from you. Don't drink it if the mountains are blue. W-O-R-D. We want to know more about you. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Go to our website and take our short, anonymous Word FM listener survey. Answer just a few questions. I've got to concentrate. A few easy questions to let us know who you are and how you listen to Word FM. Now the question is, how much cash do you want? How's a hundred bucks? Someone who takes the survey will win $100 cash. Are there any questions? If not, take the listener survey now at wordfm.com slash survey. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattresses, toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. There's even a great body pillow, perfect if you happen to be a side sleeper. Regularly $89.99, but with the promo code WORD, you can get one today for only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Bart, it's an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of happening. Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour featuring Mercy Me. 
with special guest Crowder. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me. Coming to PPG Paints Arena, October 4th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Dropkick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. End over end, neither left nor to right. Straight through the heart of them, righteous uprights. Dropkick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. Well, that's interesting. Frederica Matthews Green is with us. Frederica joins us on a monthly basis. She is the author of one of our favorite books called The Jesus Prayer, the ancient desert prayer that turns the heart to God. Her latest book is called Welcome to the Orthodox Church. She does a regular feature with us called The Rest of the Story. And uh, Frederica, uh, tell us, please, as you join us, about that song. (laughs) Well, uh, just when I was about to go on, he asked me, the producer asked me, what's your favorite country music song? That was the only one I could think of. Mm, all right. <laughs> it's a good one. Jesus through the goalposts of life. Well, I'm a Southerner. What can I say? Exactly. <laughs> it's good. Frederica, last time you were with us, you talked about St. Thomas. And you're kind of looking at this as part two? Oh, no. Last time I was with you, I talked about St. James. Oh, I meant James. I said Thomas, but I That's meant James. Right. Sorry about that. Well, it's the same word, same name with different letters, as I like to say. <laughs> right, which is a different but person I get, altogether. I names mixed up. That's right. That's right. But it, it kind of, when you say Thomas, it kind of puts us at the start, because we are told in the Gospels that the name Thomas means twin. And I always wondered what his mom named the other one. Because if you if you have twins and you name one of them twin, still need a name for the other one. So right. it seems like an odd name. Yes. <laughs> in any case, uh, but we of course we in the West think of him as doubting Thomas, and that's not the case at all in the lands where he evangelized in the Middle East and Persia, and finally ending up in India. They thought of him as a courageous missionary who brought them the gospel for the first time. Really. Well, I never knew that he went to India and evangelized. Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing, isn't it? It's a long and way. And Wattisburg died, yeah, because he converted the prefect's wife and son in the town of um, Mayalapur, which is near Chennai, uh, used to be called Madras. And for that, he was arrested, he was tortured, and finally killed with a spear in 52 A.D., so the Christians, there have been Christians in the southern part of India ever since the first century, and they remember St. Thomas as their founding evangelist, 
him, they don't think of him as doubting because he was a fountain of the faith to them. I once met a man who, an elderly man, but he said he had been in India in 1952, the 1900th anniversary of the martyrdom of St. Thomas. And he said they held a parade and there were 52 elephants in the parade to celebrate the memory of St. Thomas. So wait, tell us this again. Go a little bit deeper into this. Because the idea of Thomas, we that, that you know the two are synonymous, right? Doubting Thomas, they go together in a way. But clearly, there was a lot more to the man. Yes, there really was, and we see some hints of this in the Gospels, even before it gets to the end. That um, you remember in Mark ten, where Jesus is talking about his coming passion, suffering, and death. Um, immediately after he tells them that. James and John both say, let us sit at your right hand and your left when you come into your glory. They, like, skipped over the suffering part and just immediately heard, glory? Is there some glory? We want part of that. But Thomas wasn't like that. In the scene where uh, Lazarus is dying and Jesus says, we need to go back into Judea and to go to Lazarus, the other apostles say, no, no, that's a terrible idea. They were trying to kill you. But Thomas says, let us go with him even if we must die with him. So we see some of these hints of a maturity in the faith, a willingness to suffer in St. Thomas. And um, I, the, my spiritual father, Father George Kelcho, I've talked about before, he says, you picture that night when all the apostles were huddled in fear right. and Jesus appeared to them, Thomas wasn't there. Where was Thomas? Well, maybe he was the only one who wasn't afraid. Huh. Maybe he was the only one brave enough to go out and try to get them some food to eat or get his ears on the street so he could hear what people are talking about and what's going on. Thomas was the one that wasn't hiding in fear with the other apostles. Oh, I love that perspective. I never thought about that. Turns it around a little bit. It surely does. So, Frederico, we we always think of Thomas, you know, and the image that sticks in my mind, and of course, I don't know if it's an accurate image or not, of Thomas literally with his fingers on or in Jesus' womb. And certainly there are many paintings of exactly that, of putting his fingers inside the wounds of Jesus. It doesn't say exactly that that happened, though. It says in the Gospel of John that the Lord showed his wounds to Thomas, and Thomas immediately said, my Lord and my God. Uh, So he may not have needed to test it with his fingertips to tell that it was true. I, I think there's another, there's, kind of a mystery here about the fact that Thomas is a twin. When I was in college, I had friends that were, um, it was two boys, they were twins, they looked identical, they looked exactly alike. And then one day one of them was in a car accident and he got a scar on his face. Hmm. After that, we could always tell the twins apart because one of them had the scar. So when Thomas hears that Jesus has appeared and he says, I don't believe it, he was being skeptical, There might be two things in his mind. One might be that he remembered Jesus had said, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it, Matthew 24, 23. So he might have have been skeptical on that basis. But I think it might also be because being a twin, he would know how easy it is for two people to look alike. And if you want to tell them apart, you look for the scars. You check and see if there are scars to differentiate these two people who look so much alike. So perhaps that's one of the reasons that the gospel writers tell us specifically that Thomas is a twin, 
that might have been another reason for his hesitation. Wonderful. Frederica Matthews Green is with us. She's the author of The Jesus Prayer, talking about St. Thomas, the rest of the story. So so St. Thomas, like the apostles, um, he spent his life as his missionary, and he died as a martyr. That was not an easy death, was it, Frederica? No, no, it was not. Um, he journeyed through so many different countries, always heading further south. He went into Ethiopia, further east into the lands of Persia, which are now Iran and Iraq, and then finally, at the end of his life, going down into southern India, never being afraid to uphold the truth. I kind of hope that anybody listening his name is Thomas. You can stand a little straighter now, thinking of the courage of this man. And uh, because he converted the son and the wife of the prefect in Mayalapur, on that mm-hmm. basis he was arrested and subjected to terrible tortures. And uh, according to one, one place I read, it said he was stabbed with seven spears. Whoa. And so that was how he came to his death. Wow. So he's a courageous example for us to look, look up to. Yeah. But one last thing I want to mention, it's a curious tradition, but it's that as he went on his journey eastward with the gospel, that he encountered the wise men, the magi who came to see Christ as a baby, the, that the star had led them onward. Really? And that he was able to tell the wise men, the rest of the story, the story of Christ, his death and his mm-hmm. resurrection, and um, part of the tradition of those who love St. Thomas uh, and claim their Christian heritage through him is that he baptized the wise men. So I don't know if that's true or not, but it's, it would be a very tidy way to put things together. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to hear the perspective of Christians who've always been in the East because they know parts of the story that we never heard before. Oh, fascinating. That's a humbling story. Thank you, Frederica. Frederica Matthews Green has been with us. You can read her all over the place at the Washington Post, First Things, Wall Street Journal. Her book, Welcome to the Orthodox Church, an introduction to Eastern Christianity. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. It's an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of happening. Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour. Featuring Mercy Me. I can only imagine. With special guest Crowder. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me. Coming to PPG Paints Arena, October 4th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -hmm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. 
Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber invites you to their 2019 Taste of Cranberry, Monday, September 23rd. Over 20 of your favorite local eateries and chains converge at the Pittsburgh North Marriott and Cranberry, offering unlimited samples from 5 to 8 p.m. Enjoy an evening of great food entertainment, the Kids Zone by Home Depot, and prizes. Tickets are available now at pghnorthchamber.com. Don't miss a Taste of Cranberry, Monday, September 23rd at the Pittsburgh North Marriott and Cranberry. Visit pghnorthchamber.com. Pella has done it again. With our brand new lifestyle series, Pella can customize window replacement solutions room by room. Imagine bedroom and bathroom windows with shades between the glass, a room darkening experience for sleep in one room, and beautiful privacy in the other. Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door. Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left and took all the reason I was working for. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking Oh my. You hear that song at a honky-tonk somewhere? The crowd always cheers, do they not, right? It's an anthem of a generation in many ways. Well, who's the artist, Mike, you know? That would be Johnny Paycheck. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, sure. Because look at his name and look at the right. Somebody from work uh, just chimed into the studio and said, can you can you play that song, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope they weren't talking about anyone here. Well, it's a Friday. They just had enough. Yeah, they're, no, just, they're walking out of here. Apparently, it's been a long week. For God them. bless you, sir. Come back on Monday. If you look for us on Facebook, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, you can weigh in. Uh, USA Today printed what? Uh, printed their all-time favorite list of country songs, and so we're interested in hearing yours. Uh, this is what we've heard so far. Uh, Queen of My Double Wide Trailer <laughs> mm-hmm. by Sammy Kershaw. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, A Thousand Miles from Nowhere by Dwight Yoakam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poncho and Lefty by Willie and Merle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Stopped Loving Him Today by George Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Jones, man. Uh, Why Don't We Just Dance by Josh Turner, who I've never heard of. Uh, Zach Brown, uh, Highway 20. Yep. Right. That's a great song. Uh, Ring of Fire. Oh, oh fabulous yeah. Song. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Uh, Friends in Low Places. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, Garth Brooks' The Thunder Rolls. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want to weigh in, we'd love to hear from you. No, you know, Mike and I were talking about this earlier because you yourself have said this many times over the years that you, you do not like story songs. And that's all country. That's all country. Yeah, but this is my thing with story songs. If the story has some momentum and it's going somewhere, what do you mean? I think we're okay. I think we're momentum. okay with it. It's a story. I mean, we're talking the story songs that you're into are like at <laughs> at unbelievably slow pace, and there's a death at the end. <laughs> Maybe a dog or two. I mean, I, I don't know. Just Come on, you, that's that's really sort of you know brushing with a, a wide stroke there. What's the, guy, what's the guy's name who writes? His... Now, see, you judge me on this because you know I was just like junior high. Yeah, it's okay. Jim it's... Croce. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, there's like. A, I mean, Jim was junior high. The ship goes down, or the person dies. No, no, and that's, it's so slow. That's Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, that that too. They're right? all the same. They just how, all get lumped how in. How about some Janice Ian? 
Oh, gosh, when I was 17. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst out of yeah, all of them, yeah, okay. I think. I pick on Jim Croce, but Janet Ian, yeah. she should be at Janice the top Ian. of the list. Okay, so our, our country song list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The country song uh, list is uh, up at Facebook, yeah. and uh, you want to chime in as well. List your favorite country song. Yeah, we go on country for a day here on the, the ride home. Be back, y'all. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. As Hurricane Dorian races up the Atlantic coast towards Canada, attention is turning back to the Bahamas, where the storm at Category 5 strength strafed the islands, leaving many without homes. Abaco Island resident G. Rawl says he's waking at the pier to evacuate to Nassau. So far, it's chaos here, and the place is uninhabitable. Nobody can live here. So we're trying to get out, and they only have limited um, ways of getting out here, and the government trying their best, but at the same time, I don't think they're doing a good enough job to evacuate the people because the place ain't livable for nobody. Dorian blasted the Bahamas with 185-mile-an-hour winds last weekend. At least 30 people are confirmed dead. Meanwhile, officials on North Carolina's Ocracoke Island are initiating efforts to evacuate residents who need to leave there. On Wall Street, the up by 69 points. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior Replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Somewhere today, at a Christian school near you, a teacher arrived at work, not because of a paycheck, but a calling, a divine privilege to invest their skills, their time, their academic training, their entire life 
to equip young minds for success in this world and beyond. This is how love inspires learning. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net. Education for mind and soul. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 55. Tomorrow will be a fantastic start to the weekend with partly sunny conditions and a high of 74. Tomorrow night staying dry with a low of 56 and partly cloudy skies continuing. Then on Sunday starting off with some sun but turning cloudy as the day goes on. The high will be 73. Staying dry and pleasant on Monday but a few degrees warmer with a high of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Derek Witt. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Yesterday, around uh, 5.30 or so, Kath was uh, opining about the Loch Ness Monster. I love... Of all things. Nessie. I have a deep, unabiding... Not unabiding. I have a deep, abiding faith that she is there that is based on... Not a lot of evidence. Right. Okay, now you're not alone because the new Prime Minister of England has chimed in. Yeah? Yes. Uh, Prime not Minister... that he's in trouble. No, not He's that... trying to draw attention to, uh, apparently from some of his other issues and he's, he's going to talk about this? Probably hoping he could be at the lock. Yeah, uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said that he, quote, yearns to believe <gasps> in the Loch Ness Monster. The Prime Minister said that he wanted the mythical creature to be real okay. when he was a child, right. adding, part of me still does. Mm -hmm. Now, this has come to the forefront in the last couple of days because there's a geneticist from New Zealand's University of Otago. He told the Washington Post that um, uh, he is unashamedly using the monster as a way to attract interest so we can talk about the science the way that he wants to talk about it. So as a geneticist, he has led a team of scientists to look for DNA mm-hmm. from the elusive Loch Ness Monster. And uh, the team announced Thursday that a large eel could be behind all the speculation. However, yeah. there's a lot of naysayers because um, apparently there's a guy named Steve Feldham. Steve. Steve, Steve holds the Guinness Book of World Records distinction for the longest continuous <laughs> Loch Ness Monster hunt. And he told the BBC... Now, that's a stupid distinction. Well, I mean, really? He's been at it for a long All time. Right. Okay. He told the BBC, uh, Steve Feldham, said that there was um, the idea of eels living in the lock was no revelation. Other animals have yet to be ruled out. But he said, uh, a 12-year-old boy could tell you that there are eels in Loch Ness. I caught eels in the lock when I was a 12-year-old boy. Young eels migrate thousands of miles to Scottish rivers and locks, lakes, or sea inlets from the waters near the Bahamas, the BBC reported. The creatures That's lay eggs. That's a long eggs. way from the Bahamas to Loch Ness. Yeah, and they go there and they lay eggs after their journey. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Now. F- Nessie, as we affectionately call her. There have been a thousand, I did not know this, a thousand 
Loch Ness Monster encounters yes. that are recorded in something called the Official Sightings Registrar. Mm-hmm. The, the first sighting goes back to 565 A.D. Uh-huh. when an Irish saint is said to have saved a man from being attacked by a river monster. Mm-hmm. 565 A.D. Now, fast forward to the 1930s. They intensified when a road opened near the Scottish Loch and when a reference to the Loch Ness Monster for the first time appeared in a local newspaper. One man said he saw a 25-foot-long, right. four-foot-high creature without limbs cross the road in exactly. front of him and his wife. Some monster sightings were debunked. <gasps> Isn't that scary? That crazy photograph that you saw yesterday right, which... was actually uh, a hoax. It was staged right. with a model head attached to a toy submarine. Even though it looks very real. It looks very real. It's grainy black and white, mm-hmm. but it's a hoax. Okay. So you're not alone in your Thank fascination. You. Thank you. Now, you have looked down at me about this and mocked me publicly mm-hmm. over multiple years. Yes. Now, there have been, I mean, it's however, just by Jim Croce payback. Well, <laughs> all right, I guess I deserve it. Okay. I guess I deserve it. But a thousand sightings. I'm telling you, Most of them probably I involved love, alcohol. I, <laughs> okay, just saying. Now, you don't know that. They're Scottish. Okay, I just want... Here's... There's a lot about the natural world we do not know. Mm-hmm. You know, we need we need Alistair Begg to opine about this. Do we? Let's he'd ask a, him. He'd be a good guest to talk mm-hmm. with the Loch Ness Monster. Like, if you'd try to contact him over the next mm-hmm. week or so, I'd appreciate sure. that. Maybe you could do a sermon, the mm-hmm. theology of the Loch Ness, mm-hmm. about, you know, Maybe our wishes. he's one of the thousand people. That he would have a sighting. Maybe. All right, just saying. Maybe. I'm telling, when you add up the sightings of, of Nessie, of Bigfoot... And of the chupacabra, I'm telling you, there's uh-huh. something there. Okay, all right. I don't know. It sounds a little ridiculous. Oh, Let's gosh, take a break. So much to learn. Hey, your weekend's begun. Oh my goodness gracious! It's nine minutes past the five o'clock hour. Friday afternoon. Truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. Thanks, Kath. Take a break. Come back. Oh, we're going to talk about where's all the men in church, and how are you going to get married to a good and godly man if there's nobody there? Right. Stick around for that. WORD. Every marriage has areas that are working and others that could improve. The Focus on Marriage Assessment will help you discover and evaluate 12 essential traits to build a relationship that thrives. It's free. Take the free assessment by logging on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. Also, win an all-inclusive marriage retreat with a cabin, meals, and retreat activities and $1,000 to cover flight and incidental expenses, plus a free ebook download of date night ideas. Take your marriage from good to great. Register for the Marriage Getaway at wordfm.com slash marriage. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Dan O'Neill from Eagle's Wings Church in Squirrel Hill. All who were present at Jesus' crucifixion mocked him. The soldiers, leaders of the Jewish nation, passers-by, and even the two criminals crucified with Jesus derided him. How strange that one of the two thieves would have a sudden change of heart to where he defends Jesus, saying, We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. He's preaching a sermon. His words are then followed by God shaking the earth, 
darkening the sun, and tearing the veil of the temple. Such miracles of affirmation are possible when people see the righteousness of Christ and their need to repent. At Eagle's Wings Church, we court the convicting power of God in order to affect changed lives. Come join us Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. at Taylor Alderdice High School Auditorium, 2409 Shady Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA, 15217. Nello is very easy to work with. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. We had become aware of several churches that are using their building during the week as a community center, and we wanted to go that direction. They were able to grasp that, make suggestions that helped us along the way, and they were conscious of our financial constraints and were really good at helping us to see ways that we could do that within our budget, but within the space that we were developing. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. First week of September, the weather is absolutely perfect. It'd be great for this weekend to take a drive down to the spring house. However, a little bird told us uh, that Marsha from the spring house, today's your happy birthday. Hey, Marsha. Hi, guys. How are you today? Happy birthday, Marsh. Happy birthday, Marsh. We love you. Thanks. Guess what I'm doing for my birthday? Um, Working. (laughs) I did that already. Good. (laughs) Now I'm on my way to see the Gaithers. Hey, good for you, Marsh. Excellent. That's awesome. I'm excited. (laughs) I always say I'm a 1920s girl in a 2020 world. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet, Marsh. Well, happy birthday with love from all of us. Yes, yes. Thank you. Okay, so once the birthday's over, of course, you're going to get back to work. Uh, you've got something special going on this weekend, yeah? We do. We do. This weekend's Grandparents' Day on Sunday, and so we've got our annual Grandparents' Day ham and turkey dinner. Nice. And we'll be making our hickory smoked ham and roast turkey with stuffing, hand-peeled mashed potatoes with turkey gravy, sweet potato pie, Alabama vegetable casserole, cabbage and noodles, corn pudding, Salad smorgasbord, all kinds of yummy desserts, old-fashioned desserts like Grandma and Grandpa's like, and and everybody in between. And it should be a really fun day. Fabulous! There's always something good to eat. Times ten at the Spring House, whether it's the entrees, the desserts, the candy, you name it, all the baked goods as well. Check it out and take Grandma and Grandpa out for Grandpa's Day, Grandmother and Grandpa's Day this weekend. Look online, SpringHouseMarket.com. Research tells us in a new analysis of Democratic data, the balance of young unmarried Christians in American churches is not what you might expect. What do you mean? In every major Protestant group, let's start there. For every 100 unmarried women, there are less than 100 unmarried men. Hmm. Okay, so the odds are not in the women's favor to find an equally yoked mate. Among historically black churches, the situation is especially severe. There are less than 50 men for every 100 women in historically black churches. Okay, even worse odds in the black church. Among white evangelicals, there are about 90 men to 100 women. Hmm. And it doesn't talk about the is that marrying age or those it young does, men? Yes, this is mar- this is they call it marrying age. Okay, okay, which could be twenty to 40. twenty, yeah, or maybe twenty to fifty. I don't even know. How, 50, I, I'm not sure how they. I'm not sure how they would look at that. Right. Okay, but the odds are even worse for men and women who want to are devout, 
who want to marry a similarly devout partner. Okay, mm-hmm. for every one hundred eligible women, there are eighty five eligible men in churches. So, in other words, large shares of devout Christian women will have great difficulty finding a similarly or even passably devout Christian romantic partner. Okay, so you don't want to, you can't point your finger and say, what's wrong with the church? Why isn't the church attracting single men? Because this is something that's been around forever, basically, right? Historically, women are much more likely to to attend church, church, especially, I mean, young guys in America today. Holy smokes. Well, I don't know about the trajectory. I'm not sure if the if those numbers are worse than they were 10 years ago. I suspect that they are. Um, we're going to have a guest, Joe Carter, with us in just a couple of minutes, and we can ask him. But certainly, it's something of grave concern right. for people. Okay, so did uh, I did not meet my wife in church, but I know that you did. Right. Right? So there's a long story here, and you're, you're one of a, a tiny minority. Yeah. So... I, when I was in college, I had dated the same guy for multiple years, for about three years. And he and I had decided that we were going to get married. Now, we had not made this public, but we'd gone out shopping for rings. He'd talked to my parents, all of that. But before we actually said to the world, hey, this is what we're going to do, we called it off. But it was pretty much a done deal. He's talking to your dad and saying, hey, yeah. We called it off. So it was very painful at the time. Ouch. I mean, it didn't take very long to, after the breakup for me to decide that it was a really, really close escape. How, how old were you? Uh, 21. Okay. So, so I was hindsight? very, very, yeah, hindsight. Oh my gosh. So glad. I'm sure he's as happy uh, that he didn't do it as I am that I, that I didn't do it. So I found myself single after dating the same person for a lot of years. Deeply involved in a church, deeply involved in a college fellowship group, um, but I started dating somebody who was not a believer at all. Um, someone who was a ton of fun. He was a guy who was who drank too much. He ended up being gay. He was a wonderful guy. We had a great time together. Obviously, for many reasons, like you just heard, it's not it didn't pan out. Uh, but I was still closely involved in the church, and I think I always thought that if I was going to meet a spouse, I think I, I expected to meet a spouse there. Now, not necessarily on a Sunday morning, but in something related to my Christian faith, that's where I would meet my spouse. Right. That's just what I expected. So um, when I was about 22 years old, we were doing a play in church on a Sunday morning. It was one of those plays that was going to be so meaningful that it was going to, in a dramatic sense, take the place of the sermon. Well, that's a tall order. You know what I mean? It was was a tall order. And we probably didn't meet it at all, but I played the prostitute in the church play. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Because someone had to. The name of the prostitute? Uh, Gomer. Oh. Uh, She was the wayward wife in the book of Hosea. Mm -hmm. And so um, my friend Steve Branton uh, played... Uh, Hosea, and he was, of course, the faithful husband. I was the unfaithful wife, and we were supposed to be mirroring the the faithful love of God and the unfaithful love of the Israelites. And anyway, it, it was what it was. But as soon as the uh, quote unquote play was over, this guy comes up to me and he says, uh, "I don't think we've ever met, but um, I wanted to say hi and introduce myself. My name's Eric Emmons." <laughs> oh, the future husband. That was my future husband. Now, I, we didn't date for another couple years after that, but that's where we met. Really? We met in church. So according to these statistics I'm seeing, I can't believe this, but we're, only, we're one of only 4% of people today 
who meet their spouse in church. That's down from a peak of 12% way back in 1940. Joe Carter is with us. Joe joins us from the Gospel Coalition. He's written a terrific piece called How the Shortage of Young Men in Churches Affects Marriage, and he talks about the 4% in this article. Joe, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me back. So, Joe, you've heard my story, and apparently it's uh, not just the prostitute in church part, but apparently meeting somebody in church is incredibly rare. i got to tell you, I I think when it was happening to me, I met all sorts of people in church. Tell me how things have changed in the intervening couple decades. Well, I think when when we start talking about church, most of it's filtered through our own experience. If you go to a mega church, you're surrounded by thousands of people. You have plenty of people to choose from. But the average church in America has about 50 to 75 people. Right. And and so if you're looking at, and there's already kind of a shortage of men in the church. And most of us, when we look around, we're like, well, that doesn't seem realistic because, you know, we see all these wives with their husbands. What we forget is it's, it's, it's mostly what's missing is the young men of marital age in the church. And there's so much, there's so often so many more single young women in the church than there are single young men. Um so it's, you know, it depends on our area, our demographic area, our, our church size, and also our age range. Um, but I think when you really look at those and when you break down the numbers, you find that the young marriage-age men are the ones most lacking in churches. Okay, and that's a trend that has been increasing? Uh, it's never been really good in church. I think at the highest, the peak, was uh, uh, men and women found about 12% found their spouse in church. So it's, wow. And that was in 1940. So it's never been great over the past 100 years. Wow. But now it's dropped, you know, it's dropped from 12% to 4%. So it's really hard. And and I think the problem is that we want people to have strong families. We want uh, strong Christian relationships. But if you don't find somebody who's equally yoked from the beginning, it's much harder to establish those kind of um, solid marriages. Right. And so a lot of the problems I think in America could be solved. If we could just, the church could find a way to encourage more young men and, and develop those kind of marriages. And that's the big thing, isn't it, right? I mean, if you're a believer, you want to be, as you're saying, Joe, the phrase equally yoked, that both of you are walking with Christ. You want to be married and raise a family in the Christian tradition. So that's shocking to think that back in the 40s, I think like uh, what Kath would say, that you would think 40% of marriages came from the church. But apparently a a long-stemming generational loss, what is it? I mean, it it's easy to point the finger and say there's a problem here. Yeah, but what's keeping what, what when keeps it comes young right men down away? to it? Yeah, why don't they come to church? Uh, I think a lot of things. There's there's no we're not targeting uh, young men like we should. I think there's a, a gap between we, we have good youth groups oftentimes, and we have good marriage programs and with people, and sometimes we have college programs. But only a third of Americans go to college. So what about all these young men who are never going to go to college? Where do they fit in our churches? Mm-hmm. We're just not making much of an effort to attract them and, and, and keep them. Okay, so I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. You know, John and I are both pretty involved in university ministries that are in the Pittsburgh area. But if those are only impacting one-third of single, unmarried, believing men, then we've got two-thirds that aren't really being ministered to in any way. Yeah, and I don't want to discourage the college ministries. Those are very important, but that is so much of our effort in this area goes toward those. Uh, what happens to the young man who's gone to trade school or is you know, just working in construction? How, what are we doing to show right. that he is valuable in our church and we have the programs for him to, to really fit in? So I wonder, how does this work then? 
when you think about, I mean, look at marriage rates. Most people get married. And, of course, there is, there is singleness within the church, and there are single ministries, although that's a whole other story for a different time. But most people, even in 2019, find their way, dare I say the word, to the altar and are husband and wife. So I wonder if, I mean, if there's an initiative for college students, for singles, for marriage, you know, how to have healthy marriages, why isn't there a ministry for what? What do you, what do you even call it? Young singles to enter the doors initially at church. Well, I remember, Joe, when I was a kid, there was a vibrant singles ministry in the church I went to. And I think that that was the case in several other churches. So I'm talking like in the 80s. Do you know anything about that type? Was that a fad? Is that something that still continues in the church today? Yeah, I think what happened with a lot of those kind of programs were they were literally singles ministries. So when you got married, you opted out. Or if you went through the dating pool in that singles area and didn't find anybody, you moved on to another church that had another singles ministry. And so it became just kind of another way to church shop. Uh, There wasn't uh, you connecting with older people who can mentor you about how what marriage is, and they can introduce their friends. I'm not saying literally everybody who has to uh, find, you know, find somebody next, send next to them in the pew. But you go into church with older people, they should know other people. Um, and, and nowadays only 20% of people meet um, their spouse through friends. And I'm, even if we don't you know, have the people in our churches, we should know other Christians in our area. Right. And we should be able to introduce those. That's interesting. So, Joe, 20%, you're saying, you know this percentage, this figure, 20% of people who get married are introduced by friends. That's how my wife and I met, through friends. So we're part of that demographic. I mean, the fact of the matter is, even still, right, I mean, there are so many still wonderful men and women, young men and women, who want to be married, and they just, for whatever reason, this new age we live in with, you know, Uh, dating apps, people are swiping and cooking up for casual sex. Uh, (laughs) I mean... What the heck? That's not going to build a strong marriage. Yeah, the two most likely places to find a spouse today are online, which is 39%, and in a bar or restaurant, which is 27%. Hmm. Um, through friends is down to 20%. It was a 33% in 1995, so it's dropped 13%. And you know, almost all of it has gone toward online, which that's not completely bad because, you know, online you could filter people out. By sure. Christian, where it's actually legal. But there's still, it's not... They, there should be more opportunities to meet people face to face through through our friends, through our uh, church members, and just um, and, and just in our own churches. Right. Okay, Joe. Let me ask you a personal question then. Um, I don't know if you're married or not, but talk about your experience and and what your local church is like. Do you have a, a, a particular ministry in your church or a section of your church that reaches out to young men? How do you how do you see this demographic living in your own circle? Uh, in my own in my own church, it's, it's definitely a problem. Um, elder in my church, and I've, I've, I've you know I've talked to these counseling these young women about you need to find a man who fits you know who fits the godly role and is going to be a, a godly example for your family. And they turn around like, well, where am I going to find them? They're not in our church. Mm-hmm. It's like very convicting. Of what am I doing to do this? And I'm and I'm not. I can't say I have it all figured out. I'm just now. I'm just finally putting my finger on that this is a problem right. uh, because I think I was like a lot of people that think. You don't come to church. You come to church to find Jesus. You don't come to church to find a spouse or friends and all that stuff. But that should be part of it. I think if we want to have people involved in deep, committed Christian communities, the church is going to be the place they do it. And if we can't find a way to connect people in churches, they're not going to find those connections probably at all. So 
I, I think it's one of these areas I'm trying to think through and trying to think, what can I do? One, one thing I think about is uh, we're a small church. We're only a church plant new, so we only have about 75 people. But there's other churches in the area that we can meet up with and kind of coordinate events with. So we have a broader pool of people that have like mixers or just, you know, activities that you know, they can engage with other young people at. Right. We need to think about this a little, yeah. a little more. I wonder what it's like, you know, you hear about speed dating. You know, there's different Christian groups. I wonder if they do speed dating things or people gather, you know, for just fun and fellowship. There has to be things like that around the area. We just don't know about that. Well, we'll talk about it again with Joe Carter. Joe's an editor for the Gospel Coalition, author of the Life and Faith Field Guide for Parents, and the editor of the NIV Life Hacks Bible and co-author of How to Argue Like Jesus, Learning Persuasion from History's Greatest Communicator. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Boy, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, John? I, I mean, well, yeah, because you and I were married, right? Right. We have not been in the dating scene for decades, so we don't know what's out there locally across Western Pennsylvania and how people are meeting. So we'd love to hear from you guys. We're going to open up the phones, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. And we're, we're interested in this. If you're single, how do you meet other single people? If you're a believer and you want you want to meet and you want to write date or hopefully marry a Christian man or a Christian where woman, do you, where do you meet people? Right. Um, for years, there was something called what Pittsburgh Christian Pittsburgh Singles. Right. Is that still a thing? Do, are, is there an active ministry in your church that you know of that we should know about? How does that work in your life? Eight hundred three two zero. Eight two five five eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. We're curious because you know, at my church, I know any number of people who are single, and mm-hmm. I think that's a fabulous guy. Or right. That's a, that woman; she's terrific. Right? Why hasn't someone scooped her up? Right. Uh, and so, how does that work? I mean, that figure, that four percent figure, is shocking to 4% me. Four percent of people who meet one another meet one another at church. Yeah. So if you're single and you're listening to us right now. How do you meet other Christian or singles? Or maybe you're not meeting other Christian singles, and you want to tell us about that, too. Okay. 800-320-8255. We'd love to hear your story just as a means of iron sharpening iron and maybe you know helping this along somehow. Is there a venue? Because, I mean, who wants to sit alone in their house and swipe on Tinder or these other dating apps? I mean, that... That sounds really Yeah, but if that's your only option, right? That's what you're doing. Okay, 800-320-8255. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? Bart. It's an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of happening. Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour featuring Mercy Me. 
with special guest Crowder. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me. Coming to PPG Paints Arena, October 4th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. This is the time of year where you're seeing all these images on social media of kids standing and posing in their best first day of school. And those kids all have this mix of um, uh, dread and excitement across their faces. And of course, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody remembers that, right? We were there as well, first day of school. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what to expect. And it's even more so when you're going from high school to college. I had a whole group of kids on my porch a couple nights ago who are all going to different colleges, and they were uniformly excited and terrified. <laughs> because that's what it is to start college. Oh, sure. Yeah, right? without a doubt. I remember when my daughter started at Grove City College and I was an emotional wreck. She was terrified. But there was some sort of calm and confidence in taking her to Grove City and in moving her in. Right. Not to say that you're moving your child into a monastery, but there is something about knowing Grove City is Christ-centered. Right. How that works in your child's life and your life that you have confidence your child's going to go there and not only grow academically, but spiritually. And there's a great power in that. Right. So it's spiritual formation without the school hitting you over the head with it. You know, right. without being a legalistic environment, it's a way to encourage people in their relationship with Christ and whatever it is they're pursuing academically. Right. So school's underway and kids are going to have a great year. Lots of fun, lots of excitement. You want to send your kid to a great school? Look online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 55. Tomorrow will be a fantastic start to the weekend with partly sunny conditions and a high of 74. Tomorrow night staying dry with a low of 56 and partly cloudy skies continuing. Then on Sunday starting off with some sun but turning cloudy as the day goes on. The high will be 73. Staying dry and pleasant on Monday but a few degrees warmer with a high of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Derek Witt. Okay, so we're talking about where are all the single men in church? Uh, Talking to Joe Carter from the Gospel Coalition, he told us a shocking uh, figure that uh, only 4%, just 4% of people who attend church meet, have met their spouse in church. Now, you, Kath, are one of that tiny minority, but you told me earlier that you went to a church that was a pattern set. I did. I remember being, you know, 18 years old, and there were all sorts of couples. I mean, I can think of like six couples off the top of my head right now who had met at our church. Really? So, Was there an active single ministry there? I I think so. I think it was like a young adults group type of thing, but it was, so it was kind of in the church's DNA. I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 sure. And so it doesn't... I don't know. It's not like it makes you expect that to happen. It just makes you consider that it's a possibility, I guess. Right, Okay, so we're curious. You know, Kath and I, Mike, we're all three of us are married uh, for for decades, me and Kath. So what's it like in the Pittsburgh Christian single scene? What what aren't we figuring out here to think about there we, we know really some great men and women who would you know like to be married and to married to another christian 800-320-8255 if you're single 
how do you meet other single people? How are you doing that? Are you doing it online? Are you meeting people at a restaurant, at a bar? What, what are you doing? Yeah, 800-320-8255. Let's go to the phones. Hey, Joseph, thanks for hanging on there. Um, you got an answer to that question? Yes, I'm, my name is Joseph. I'm, I'm a single, Christian single, and it's, it's absolutely dreadful out there. I'm a bit older. Uh, Kathy was right in the 80s, uh, 20, 25 years ago. I used to go to Pittsburgh East Full Gospel. They'd play volleyball, have a singles group. I'd meet tons of women or Monroeville Assembly or even Allegheny Center Alliance Church. Now, they, they don't have anything anymore. Um, they turned the gym into some mystic smoke room or something. And, I mean, there's just... I don't know what the young people are doing out there. It's it's terrible. Or they'll have a singles group for 30 and under. And if you're over 30, what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to meet anybody? It's it's horrible out there. Mm, that's rough. Sorry, Joseph. All right. Okay. Well, that's a good perspective. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. W- wish we had a, a solution to the answer of, you know, what it used to be. Apparently, there was a, a vibrant singles community across so Western I wonder, PA. And- I guess I'd ask if anyone's involved in, you know, uh, church leadership or administration, I wonder if you, what you do to address this. Yeah. Do you have something in your church? I don't know. Uh, like you said, it's in some churches' DNA. 800-320-8255. If you're single, how do you meet other single people? Let's go to the phones and speak with Mandy. Hey, Mandy, thanks for uh, having the courage to call. What do you got? Yeah, I'm older also. I'm 41, and since I've been a Christian for the last 16 years, yeah, that's the struggle because when you're in a small church, you know everybody. <laughs> right. And they're all married. <laughs> right. So what what Joe Carter said, our guest who was on in the previous segment, he said that if you go to a mega church, your chances are better because there are just more humans in the church. But most people in America go to a little church. Yes, and it's where you felt led to be. So how do you meet? Because the online thing is scary. Right. Have you ever done it? I tried it and got off rather quickly. <laughs> okay, and why was why did, did you did you meet somebody and you didn't like him or what? Um, it's kind of rejection filled. Like it's just a lot of waiting and oh, okay. and looking through, and you feel like people are like, don't they like the picture or do you meet oh, or when yeah, do you? Meet? It's would... just yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like you're creating your online avatar, except it's you, right? And yeah. so people, yes. if they reject it, they're rejecting oh, you. That's gosh. rough. That's yeah. so rough. So, Mandy, do you know, I mean, right now, the the Christian dating scene, is there like an established presence? I mean, for years I said there was, you know, something Christian singles. Are there things like that out there? There are, but it's mainly for younger, like mm. younger adults in the church. Everything for older, I feel like it's you get stuck with people might say they're Christian or be there. And it's, it's, it's a struggle. That's hard. Okay. okay. Thanks All right, for that. Mandy, Mandy. Thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah. God bless you. 800-320-8255. Yeah. Especially like, okay. So it's one thing if you're 25, mm-hmm. it's another uh, whole other thing. If you're 45, mm-hmm. right. Or 55. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean that thing that you know that phrase that Mandy just used—it's rejection-filled, right? I can't well, imagine da- the heartbreak dating, of that. Of course, it is. Dating right? is all rejection-filled. I always used to say before I was married, I hate dating because it's so. The chances of you getting hurt are extreme. Oh. The chances of you hurting someone else is extreme, and it's just the whole thing is just filled with all sorts of <sighs> angst, heartbreak, and, and angst. Right? I mean, it's just what it is. And you add the online element to it. I think it's way worse. Now, Mike, you met your wife. We'll talk about how you met Mrs. Newmike. 
Um, she was actually uh, <laughs> talking to my one of, one of my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all good now. And know. by talking, that meant that yeah. he wanted to date her. Yeah, they were yeah. both interested in each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then he introduced me to her, and that was that. I mean, I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything. But hey, but if you got it, you got it. That's right. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, I know what you're saying, Mike. Of course I do. Of course yeah. you do. Yeah. But um, I didn't meet I didn't meet my wife through the church. I met her through a friend. But um, we ended up going to the, through this to the same church together, and that's ultimately how I got to know her. But um, at the time, I wasn't even I wasn't even looking. I was just focused on my career, and it just just came out of left field and just happened. Um, but Today, I mean, I feel bad for the for the single man and for the single women out there. Okay, talk about your you have single friends. I do. I um, I mean, most of my friends are married. I have a couple uh, in their late. I have a, a couple friends in their late thirties. Um, one of them actually uh, uh, plays in a worship in the in, a, in the worship band that uh, the church that I go to, and um, and he's he's thirty nine. Um, he owns a business. He co-owns, co-owns another business, and. I ask him all the time, have you seen anybody yet? Or what's going on? What are you doing, man? How come you haven't settled down? He goes, I'm just busy. You know, I mean, I could try to find somebody in the church, but I'm just there to worship, you know? And Okay, I so said, you well, think that's the case with a lot of people? Is that they're just career-minded, and so it's just not on at the top of the priority list? Or, like Mike said, they're career-oriented, right? Yeah. And, and they go to church just to worship. Right, right, right. Um, so I asked what he does. You know, he he, he does the online thing. Uh, but like you said, Kathy, yeah, it's... You get a lot of rejection out there. Yeah. Um, but. So online, right? Christian Single, is it what? Christian Single.net or Christian something Christian Mingle? Like? Christian, Christian Mingle. Mingle. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just makes yeah. me laugh. Uh, no, I mean. I mean, not the subject doesn't make me laugh. I just think it's a funny moniker, yeah. Christian Mingle. But anyway, we'd love to hear from you. 800-320-8255. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go back to the phones. If you're single, how do you meet other single people? And if you're not single, how did you meet your spouse? WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Think for a moment with me about the silence that followed those Hebrew words. I am Joseph. And the mouths of the brothers drop open and they stand looking at him, thinking in their minds, could it be? Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, God Minute for Good, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit Windows. RSPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Are you self-employed or own a business and have a debt of more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed taxes in over two years? Pay close attention. With a call to Oxford Tax Partners, you will 
find the solution to your worries. 888-512-5281. The consultation is free. 888-512-5281. I thought a payment plan was the only option with the IRS until Oxford Tax Partners settled my tax debt completely. Call 888-512-5281. If the federal or state authorities have taken aggressive action against you or your business, Oxford's team of tax attorneys will help you settle your debt every step of the way. Oxford Tax Partners has helped clients in all 50 states, including many in your area. Call today, and in addition to your free consultation, save $600 in services. 888-512-5281. With Oxford Tax Partners, say goodbye to tax worries and hello to greater financial freedom. 888-512-5281. 888-512-5281. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Uh, we're talking about singles in the church and how difficult it is to, to meet someone who's a believer so you're equally yoked. And we're looking for your phone calls. If you're single, how do you meet other Christian single people? And, and I really guess, what can the church do to do better? 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. I mean, Christian mingle? Right, the people are doing the online. I don't thing. know. I mean, if I if I was single today, I think I'd probably do that. Sure, of course, right. But you said you're the church that you went to. It was sort of baked into the culture of the yeah, church. Yeah, I mean, I just knew there were people that were a decade older than me who had met their spouses at the church. So and why so, not you? And so I thought, well, there's a hope that I would too. All right, let's go to the phones. Hey, Dan, thanks for calling. What do you got for us? Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. It's nice to meet you guys. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm single, 49-year-old God, uh, Christian man, God-fearing man, from the South Hills, and the churches I, I went to were fairly bigger. They were like 500 to 1,000 people, you yeah. know, uh, but not consistently. Now, I would start out with the uh, youth group, and I figured, okay, but I would talk to my uh, pastor and youth group leader. They always say, oh, you've got plenty of time, plenty of time, and I thought, okay, I should just run into someone someday like all my other buddies did, you know, or, yeah. and it's like, here it seemed like, um, I tr- honestly did try college for about a year and a half and college wasn't for me. So, but it seems like, uh, a lot of the girls that I have met, not saying this is the, uh, normal regular, but my experience is that, um, they like it. They have a college degree, which is nothing uh, wrong with it. That's fine. You want someone that has a goal and has motivation, but I've always worked hard and work my way out where I'm at and God has blessed me with a good job. But as far as trying to meet women now, like I've gone to churches with uh, uh, singles from 25 all the way up to 45, okay. but either. Now this happened to me twice. They've uh, Everybody usually gets married out or they disband at, at the church. Mm. And when I do find a Christian mingle or whatever, someone's usually... 150 miles away or in another state. And, like, for me, when I 
put my picture up. It's the real my picture. I don't lie because yeah. um, I hate people that lie. I'm I'm just like you know. This is who I am, no right? Surprises. This yeah. is who I am. Right, you know, right, right. I'm not I'm not looking for a supermodel or someone that's perfect. I just want someone that's honest, a God-fearing person, and you know, so far I've uh, I've met well, I've met two nice Christian women, that, but they're, we're just friends now, and it turns out that uh, I always wanted to integrate our families. I don't mind if they have kids, you know. Actually, I think that's really cool, because it's nice to have a, uh, like a blended family. Mm-hmm. But uh, I grew up in a big family of five four girls and i'm the only boy and the youngest but um i apologize if i'm talking fast you're fine no it's okay you did no you're doing fine dan thanks so much for weighing in i mean this is this is the perspective that we're looking for but but so i hear dan's story and and dan thanks he seems like a really decent guy right right? Right. well thought out uh he's got a good job he's saying so he's He's not like some, you know, fringe loser thing. No, the good thing is he's a guy and he's in church. Right. I mean, that goes against all the stats we've been talking about for the last hour. Yeah, so it seems, you know, from our small sample of phone calls so far, there's some good people that are out there. Of course there are good people. But it's just a matter of how do you meet that other good person for you. Right. Heck, Dan. Okay, let's go back to the phones. 800-320-8255. It's all got, it's George. Hey, George, uh, thanks for coming along today with Kath and I. Tell us your story. Yeah, John and Kathy. Mine is an, an unusual way. I was, I spent, we were essentially, uh, you're asked soliciting for people also who are happily married. Right, and how you met. Yeah, okay. So uh, my wife and I have been married for uh, two years, and we were, um, we were set up by a matchmaker, essentially. A matchmaker? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, this is like an old-fashioned sort of like old-world thing. Well, it's old world, new world. Um, I did the Christian singles uh, thing for a couple of years, and I wanted a woman of my faith. But for my faith, I had to look for someone in my ethnic group. So I got, I was in business. I knew what advertising was about. So I got this black T-shirt, and on the back in white letters in Ukrainian, I wrote, I am Ukrainian. Without a wife, are you a single, are you a free woman? Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of laughs. Wait, so George, you walked around town with his T-shirt on? No, 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 no. Oh. Just a picnic where there would be uh, Ukrainian, unmarried Ukrainian. Uh, that is hilarious. <laughs> and so when this woman saw me at a Ukrainian concert where my daughter was dancing in Carnegie, she thought this Yuba thought either this guy is a wacko or he's a jitter. <laughs> so she gave my sweet Lana my phone number and we started talking and uh, and then we married uh, a couple years ago. That's a terrific story. I love that. I mean, it's not a sandwich board, but it's pretty close. He was carrying around. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. I like that, George. That shows that shows a lot of guts. Sure does. 800-320-8255. Okay, we're getting uh, some sort of an education here. Uh, it feels like missed opportunity, mm-hmm. um, bad connections. It's um, just the way it is. Not everybody marries. Heck. Not everybody marries. I mean, this is this is always the case. As Paul says, we have to remember this. Paul says it's better to be single. So 
in our zeal for people to to you know have a spouse that they care for, we have to remember that it is every bit as valid in a church to I be a single it. person as a married person. Yeah, but I like being married, don't you? I know you like being married, and I love being married. Right, but I mean, but if someone isn't married, it doesn't make them less viable. It doesn't make them less valuable. No, no. And it doesn't make them any less of a person. And I think we do make a mistake in churches in that regard. What? I think, that you, you put that paramount? Yes. I mean, we. I, I have a friend who was went on a – she's a young woman who's unmarried, and she went on a church shopping spree over multiple months. And she said the number one thing that people said to her in churches oh you're not married we need help with our youth group oh what like so she's got free time exactly oh you're not married well we could we need someone to teach third grade sunday school Mm -hmm. and since you don't you have so much time we could certainly ask you to fill in i mean that's not we have to we have to be really careful that we honor singleness in our churches in the same way we honor marriage right all right well we need to do this again maybe we can find you know the, the like like George when he said like you know single matchmakers right Mary, is that, that a thing that is a thing that is I mean I know it's a thing in like ancient China I it's, didn't know I it was a thing modern day no no, no now. it's still a thing and I think it's an expensive thing for you know you hire someone well, what did he need a matchmaker for he's wearing the shirt he was the matchmaker oh, but you know what I mean you, right. there are people like you know the old Stadabubas in the neighborhood who you know had people register and she played that oh I know and he, you know this index card goes with that index card something like that Mike we got a phone uh, okay should we do maybe we got time for just one more okay. all right we'll squeeze it in uh, hi thanks for joining us who is this please um, I'd like to remain anonymous all okay, right yeah okay uh, sure anonymous yeah tell um, us your story I listen to your show every day um, when I'm on my ride home and everything, and I've only ever felt compelled to call one one time. Okay. One thing that I can say is I don't go to organized church. I do it on different occasions, but I pray every day, and what I try to do is what I, what I live my life is I try to remember the greatest commandment is to love one another and maybe just treat people the way you should be treated. And I'm in my early 50s, and I just had, I've been in a lot of relationships. I was even married one time, have children. And I think if you pray to God, He puts people in your life, whether you get married or not, for a reason. Yeah. If nothing else, like for me, maybe to be, learn from my mistakes and maybe be a good husband to somebody someday. If you can live that, you know, if you can learn from your mistakes. Um, I've done the online thing and I've dated and it was disappointing. And I mean, it's hard. It, it really dating is hard. Yeah. I mean, cause you're selling yourself I to know. somebody. It's the and worst. I, I, I know that I'm dating someone that I absolutely love. And I, I've been in some different relationships. Like I said, I was a terrible husband. I was, too young and just did everything wrong that you could do in a relationship. Well, thanks, and, uh, Anonymous, for I, calling in. I, I wish that we had more time, but we're out of time for the hour. Um, but we'd love for you to call in again. I think this this requires a little yep. more conversation, right? Because there's a lot of good people out there. And, Kathy, I get your point. Not everyone's called to marriage. Nope. But people want to be with other people, You right? That's a necessary thing. In the fury of the storm, they cried out to God to save them. My poor little wife got hyperfermia, and then I, 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 I kept with her, and, and she just drowned on me. <laughs> now, 
The storm has passed, and they need God and his people to help them make it through another day. It's, 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 it's bad. It's really bad. We need help. Families in the Bahamas devastated by monster storm Dorian need Word FM listeners to step into their lives with life-saving emergency relief. People are saying, I've lost everything. And the only thing you, know, you could say, you know, I keep praying. Your generous gift will provide desperately needed supplies to families who have lost everything. You'll provide food, water filters, generators, clean water, chainsaws, tarps, hygiene kits, and other things needed for survival and recovery. Please send help and hope to the Bahamas now. From your cell phone, call pound 250 and say hope. Dial pound 250 on your cell and say hope. Or give online at wordfm.com. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion, Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Bill, Susan, you guys look amazing. What's the secret? Our new Sleep Number 360 smart bed. He chooses the comfort on his side. I choose mine. We feel great. Can it help keep you asleep? Yes, it senses our movements and adjusts to keep us both comfortable all night. I don't think it's a secret anymore. It's the final days of the biggest sale of the year. Save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing. End Sunday. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at indeed.com slash hire. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net this time you learn something new every day I'll never forget your lesson What it is you taught me that day I won't let it bring me down Cover my heart with rust I grow stronger Ashes to ashes Baby, dust to dust There's a new segment on our show Before this week, I didn't know Right, so we talk about any number of things Over the course of, week, over the course of the week Some of them really deep some interesting, we hope all are, some absolutely ridiculous. Before this week, I didn't realize that the three-self church in China is monitored by the Chinese government but not controlled by it. Ah, before this week, I did not know that as the Dark Ages were upon us, monks in Ireland and England took the classical text and hid them for safekeeping. Before this week, John, I didn't know that there are so many listeners to this show that would eat two disgusting pieces of pizza left out of the refrigerator yeah. on Mike's desk for yeah. more than 24 hours. Very good taste. Before this week, I did not know that all sodas, even diet sodas, are linked to an early death. 
I don't know if that's really true. And before this week, I did not know that Bill Peduto, the mayor of the Pittsburgh, city of Pittsburgh, is a bit of a putz. Amen. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.